Good morning, Mark. Well, good morning, Johnny. How are you, buddy? Doing pretty good, buddy. How about yourself? Ah, I, I don't know. It, it's getting weird. Getting weird? Weird how? So, there's all these artists. They're calling themselves artists. I don't really... I've never seen them produce any actual art. But, like... Okay. You know how a protest can get out of hand sometimes? And, like... Yeah. So, I think maybe that's what happened. Because, you know... It, it's America right now. Things aren't the best, and a lot of people are angry at a lot of things. And we had a, right, I don't right. even know what it was for, some type of march in town the other day, which was amazing, because it's January or February here and colder than shit, but, like, <laughs> they were out protesting about something, I don't know, save the itchy algae or something. But now, they're artists, of course, so they don't have actual jobs that they have to go back home to. So they're just kind of hanging around, and they're mm. just, like, living in these, like, batches of people that, like cram into a Volkswagen bus together and shit. And like, I don't care, do what you're going to do. But like, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're taking, they're, they're going through people's trash and like repurposing it into like weird fixtures and shit all over town. And they're saying, all right, now you owe us money for this. Like I got shaken down the other day because I looked at, I looked at a piece of it and the guy's like, you owe me, you owe me a sandwich, man. And I'm like, no, I don't. That sucks. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, come on, man, you owe me something. And I'm like, nah, you know, man, like there's something to be said for, you know, free and you know, like it, it should belong to the public. And you know, yeah. And he's like, whatever, man, you don't get art. And I was like, uh, bullshit. And I reached into my pocket and I handed him a business card that said, Welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Dangle Podcast, everybody. This here is our weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Johnny, and my good buddy... Mark, who took a bad drink of water. <coughs> Mark. Uh, we discuss two classic episodes of that beloved animated show, King of the Hill. We talk about its highs, its lows, what we like, what we don't like, and then we slap it with our patented rating system. Mark, I say we get this thing kicked off just just right, and uh, let's start talking about Pahish and Wildlife, because it's the only way to not hate myself for that stupid title. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good idea, buddy. Yeah. Let's get into her. All righty. Original air date, February 22nd, 2004. This was written, if you believe the wiki, by a dude named Craig Cohen. But if you go to IMDb, his name is actually Greg, not Craig, which is good because they spelled Craig C-R-E-G in the wiki. So I need to go in and fix that. It's really dumb. Um, but his real name is Greg? It's His real name is Greg. I think somebody just fucked up in the wiki. I was going to say, it's just a typo, yeah. Like Okay, so or, Mark. Or maybe I can't spell Craig. I don't know, yeah. I mean, I've never seen Craig spelled like that, and it makes me kind of happy, but also, like, makes me rage inside, because I hate weird spellings of names. Like, just fucking spell it normal. Um, dude, this is the first time we've seen this this writer, and we will only see him two more times, and I can arguably say he is your most hated writer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, he wrote this episode. I don't know how you feel. We'll find out here in about a uh, half hour. Uh, but yeah. his, uh, I know how you feel about the other two that he wrote because uh, you're not a huge fan of irreconcilable differences. Ooh, okay. And and uh, arguably, your most hated episode that oh we've been teasing for eight seasons now. Sir Punt is on here. <laughs> now to be fair. I don't remember <laughs> Sir Punt. Maybe I love <laughs> Sir Punt. I just know I... that everybody else talks shit about it. Oh and man. And so I, I wanted to talk shit too because I didn't want to have a different opinion. You know, not when we're starting out. Yeah. Like I, we had to like appease the crowds and 
now we've got traction and listenership and I'm like, yeah, right. Let's be right. honest and real and brutal. <laughs> right. But I just, it made ooh. me laugh when I looked up his writing credits. It's like, okay, you only have three and Ooh, these are three real rough episodes. I don't know if I like your writing style, bud, but He's Hey, we'll see. Done something else. Hasn't he? He's, um, I don't have him producer? pulled up anymore. Uh, he probably oh, no, you're is. Good, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have him pulled up anymore. I bet you he has produced it. When we get to irreconcilable differences, I'll look up whatever else he does. That's next, next season. So we're not too far off from that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. all right. Well, here's our cast of characters for this episode. Hank, Peggy and Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotterieve, Ranger Bradley, Fudgy, Appleseed, Topaz, Dora Shalwin, Stoned hippie chick, teen girl hippie, police chief, singing hippie, frisbee hippie, and reclining hippie. Yeah, somebody got real excited about all the hippies in this, and everybody needed to have their one here. Um, they also did not happen to mention that Energy Turtle was present here, because he's a totally separate entity than Bill Daughter Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Um, do you want me to tell you about our guest stories? Or guest stars, Mark, or would you like a synopsis first? Uh, do the synopsis because I want to talk to you about the guest stars as well. We got I got oh, a couple things okay. to say about it, and I want to know how you feel. Yeah, give me your synopsis, buddy. Uh, so Bobby and Hank meet hippies on their fishing trip, and Bobby learns about communism. I figured this was the easiest way to kind of explain what kind of hippies these hippies are, because not all hippies are the same. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are the bad kind of hippies that like to just take and take and take and refuse to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about our guest stars, buddy. All right, so the only one that I actually recognized is Fred Willard, which is weird because he's back again, and he's <laughs> right. not a cop, but he's a forest ranger, and it's... Right. Is that a weird gag? Like, is he just going to be seen as, like, you know, I, like... It's, as, it's as right positions there. of authority or something. Or it's I right don't know, there in my but... notes. It's like, how many times have we seen Fred Willard? How many times will we continue to see Fred Willard? I love it when he shows up because I fucking love Fred Willard. But yeah, I'm curious to see like if that was intentional or not. Yeah, because he was the cop in um, New Cowboy on the Block. Yeah, then... when he's he's going to be the cop again, I know, in the Dale sexual harassment Hooters episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because Bobby does a ride-along with him. yeah. So, I I don't know. I, maybe it's just a thing. I don't know. Maybe they just had Fred yeah. Willard. It's like, hey, you want to be somebody? He's like, yeah, can I be a forest ranger? Yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> He's like, it's, it's it, okay, we're making the nicest guy in the world into the authority figure. That's the gag. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Fred Willard as a cop. Holy shit. Our country would get fixed if that was the case. <laughs> Let's make him national head of police. Something about masturbating in public. Um, <laughs> there's also a lot of other guest stars in this, and I couldn't pick any of them out. In fact, I was surprised to see them when they appeared in the credits. Okay. Um, and I should have taken better notes, and I didn't, because this episode kind of, like, depressed me greatly. But, um, yeah. Um, one of them is, for sure, Breckenmeyer. That's not a guest star, that's Joseph, but he is a voiced hippie, and you can tell he's a voiced yes. hippie. Um, I think Amy Adams is one of them, and I'm sure that she's Topaz. Oh, no, it's not actually. That's Melissa Etheridge, musician M oh, Melissa Etheridge. Okay, okay. Wow, good casting there. That's spot on. Um, yeah. No, there was just a bunch. There's a bunch of guest stars, and I'm like, where the hell did these people? Where did they have lines? And I kind of like thought about it. Like, well, there's weird um, siren hippie like playing in the river, and she sings a little bit, and like, 
and then the circle, and then who who plays Appleseed? Okay, so uh, this is our first Appleseed. That's my actually my f- one of my notes here because uh, we'll see him a bunch of times. But it's a guy named Dave Allen, and he just. He's a character actor. I've seen him in a million different things, and you will immediately recognize him because he looks just like Appleseed. He's got this ridiculous long gray hair that's like super, like kind of kinky and curly and shit. And he just constantly looks stoned out of his gourd. Dude, do yourself a favor and look up Dave Allen. Yeah, I am now. And I definitely recognize him but i can't tell you why i recognize him right because he's in a lot of shit but we'll see yeah. Appleseed at least two more episodes now because he is in he's in the co-op he's in the one episode. with the co-op yes uh but he's in another one as well oh shit i'm gonna look it up i gotta look it up here because it's gonna um oh he's in bill's house yeah that's right that's we see right. him again in bill's house but yeah, uh, and then do you know who voices Fudgy? Uh, no. So it's the second time that you and I have seen him on King of the Hill. It's Jamie Kennedy. Oh, duh, I did know that. Yeah, that yeah. was the other one that stood out to me because, um, yeah, that's right. Boy, um, he was a lot better in his other role. <laughs> yeah, he was. It's definitely a lot more standout, but, I mean, this is yeah. 2004. We're, we're kind of jumping off the Jamie Kennedy train now. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to hang on for a little bit longer, but yeah. 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 Um, uh, you got, or, hmm, I don't know. Let's see I here. Feel weird about, I feel weird about how many people are in this episode, because it just seems like they were throwing money at it, trying to get, like, voices. Oh, it's true, and it's interesting, because the wiki only points out a handful of people. Like, I had no idea Amy Adams was in this, or that Breckenmeyer played another role, because it's not mentioned in the wiki here. I'd have to go to IMDb to see. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but also, we've been doing this for, what, a year and a half, almost two years now, and when has the wiki ever been right? Like, I think we <laughs> started right this podcast occasion. to try and clean up the King of the Hill podcast, or King of the Hill wiki, like... <laughs> it could be, could be. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but our A-story characters this week, Mark, Hank and Bobby, are, we have a, a B-story with Peggy that I don't really care for, <sighs> yeah. but it's there. It is what it is. Let's get into some notes, and you took, like, three of them on my, in my intro here, which is kind of awesome. Is that tells me you and I no? It tells me you and I are fucking simpatico to this week, and I like that. <laughs> um, note number one: This is a pretty episode. This is a beautiful episode. Yeah. This is firmly cemented in season eight beauty. It, no, no more flipping back and forth. And I think now, if I can pull up my other notes, yeah, I think that we're I think we're done now. I think we're done with ugly. We'll keep an eye out for it, but very pretty episode. Um, is that Fred Willard question mark? You bet your sweet ass it was. <laughs> um, he's a callback, and hey, this episode is a callback too. You know what it's a callback to? Order of the hmm. Straight Arrow, which is an infinitely better episode. Oh god, it so much is. Wema Tanya to that. <laughs> um, what's your hippie name? My hippie name. Um Talking wind. Talking wind. Okay. Okay. Because I just talk buffalo. a lot and fart a lot. Sad buffalo. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then finally, I have a tally count of fuck this episode four times. Oh, no. No, is it the I, episode or is it the hippies? Because, oh, I kept, I kept saying to myself, fuck these hippies. Both. I the writing really is bad to me. Um, really, like we talked about 
or, or you said there's a Peggy B plot. Um, yeah. This is somebody who fucking hates Peggy and writes her as horrible as possible. And, you know, yeah. props to Kathleen A. Jimmy because she takes what is terrible and tries to make it good. Mm-hmm. And she does do a really good job. You you really get sick of her. Like, but man, this guy. Th- I think we can, like, isolate somebody. I think we could probably, like, isolate that as, like, a patient zero for just annoying Peggy. Like, yeah. this is it. This guy did it. It's his fault. Fuck you, Craig. <laughs> I'm not even going to call you by your Christian name. You're Craig now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Those are my notes. All right. Um. My I, my first one right out of the bat here, and it should be a con, but it's a note. Um. We have baby Bobby. Like the first five minutes of this is baby Bobby, and then it's just continuing to be baby Bobby all the way, all the way, all the way until the very end. And we've we've yeah. spoken so much in just this season alone about how much we hate the infantilization of Bobby. And it's like, dude, mm-hmm. he's 13 years old. What do you mean he can't sit at home by himself? Like there's that bit. But like at the same time, um, the the scene of him watching the Frankenstein movie with mm-hmm. the direct reference to um, what is that? Friday the 13th, I think. Yeah. Yeah, where with the hand reaching through the window and pulling the person out. Um, I really liked that because that was a good scene. Because like I remember being a kid and watching. Um, I wasn't a kid. I was sixteen. Um, watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time. And okay. Li- I, I shit you not. Like the movie ends, and I'm like, wow, that was that was wild. And it's like it's dusk. It's dusk out on the eastern plains. Um, <laughs> That's terrifying. Somebody, yeah, but somebody revved up their dirt bike, and I. I I literally almost shit myself. Like, <laughs> like all, all, all logic and reason were, were gone. And I almost called my mom panicking that Leatherface was going to get me. But then I knew I'd get in trouble because I'd watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. And yes, she would have gotten, she would have yelled at me for watching it at 16. Like, so I get that scene and I like that bit. That part's believable, but I don't, it's, it's what you're saying. It's the infantilization that we don't need here. It, well, exactly. Like, We've seen Bobby do so much shit on his own that staying at home alone should not be a problem. Yeah. And and really, like, how come it had to be the problem? How come it couldn't have been, nah, you guys have fun. Enjoy your date night. I'll be I'll be here. And then he, like, watches yeah. a movie he's not supposed to watch. And, like, then I mean, that's when he calls him. Like, I get it for plot reasons, but really, like, okay, if you need a reason for Hank and Peggy to come home and see Bobby in some sort of predicament... That, that leads to Hank taking him out to, like, learn the ways of the land, if you if you will. Responsibility, self-reliance, all that shit. You don't mm-hmm. have to treat him like a fucking child. Um, really what you need to do is, okay, here this is, this is my pitch to make this opening better and to make me not fucking hate it. Um, okay. Everything is going to go the same. Bobby's going to get left at home. They're left at home. They're going to go out to eat. It's going to be fantastic. You can keep that whole thing. Not even fuck with it. Bobby has now decided in the middle of watching his scary movie that he is hungry and he wants to try and make some like toaster strudels or fruit pies or something and he throws them into the toaster and forgets about them and the fucking kitchen lights on fire. So Hank and Peggy have to come home because of that. Infinitely better. And and like, yeah, because I can even see Hank like, how do you mess up a toaster pastry? Like, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because he like... Yeah. I'm like, okay, now, congratulations. You've let Bobby be his independent self, yet he still needs to learn the fucking lesson of this is how we cook and feed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta pay yeah. attention to shit. Um, like, read it. I don't know. It, it, I fucking hate when they do this to Bobby. And 
I don't remember yeah. hating it this much going through this series the last time I watched it, but I'm now just nailing it down every time I see it. Yeah. Hey, I got a side note for you. When's the last time that Hank and or yeah, Hank and Peggy had a good date? Like, oh, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> they That's don't even amore, get to go out, and that man. wasn't even a good one because it was a double no. date with with Dale and Nancy. Yeah. Or that's Amore with Con and Min and Bobby and Con. Oh, like, yep. Yep. Like, that wasn't a good date. Like, uh, what is it? Um, oh, not... I'm your candy man. What's that episode called? That one. When they come <laughs> home to find Bobby and Bill sobbing I'm on the with couch. I'm with Cupid. Pa- twin pant loading. Yeah. Like, poor... God, I feel bad for him, you know? like They just don't get time out together. No. And when they do, Hank breaks his glasses and Peggy gets to drive the motorcycle that disappears. Like, yes. Yeah. So I, I just thought about it. I, I, as we're talking about, it's like, they don't, when they go out, they don't have good dates. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's rough. Um, okay. So more, more notes here. More notes. I, sorry. I had to fix that. Like, cause I'm like, I hate, I hate that they fucking do this to Bobby, but we're moving on. We're, we're in a better yes. place now because yes, yes. my alternate timeline is how this episode's going to go. Um, <laughs> I love the little, the little thing in the, in the background when they're talking to the park ranger, when they're talking to Fred Willard and they're like, um, did, yeah, their first amendment rights protect such and such or whatever, but do they protect against all these services? And you can see Bill dancing in the middle of the road in the CCTV in the background, yeah. like just doing <laughs> stupid Bill shit. That made me really happy. I'm like, mm, good for you, buddy. You really are just like an earthy soul. You probably would do pretty good in a hippie commune. Um, yeah. Just because he's never going to fucking be alone in a hippie commune. And that's that's Bill's worst fucking enemy is loneliness. Yeah. Now, yeah. as far as enemies go, which who is Hank's worst enemy in this series, Mark? Hippies, Fatherton, or Charcoal? <clears throat> Fatherton. He appears more often. <laughs> Fatherton. Char- charcoal is a force of menace, but without charcoal, Hank wouldn't have a job. And it's, it's we only true. see hippies like two times ever. So, okay, okay, yeah, I just it, oh, it makes me laugh. I I love his just irrational. Like, all the guys irrational hatred. Well, no, it's rational at this point in this fucking episode. No, it's percent rational. Like yeah, yeah. Um, Dale's little this land is our land when they're just rolling away their sitting logs. Like oh Jesus. These fucking guys. What does he call them? Lognappers? Lognappers. <laughs> uh, give me some pros, man. Those were all if, your notes. Okay. Um, that's it, yeah. Okay. Well, I do actually, despite what it might sound like, have a couple notes or pros for this. Um, okay. You. So really, Bill is just a through line of pro for me. He's really funny in all the yeah. background shit that he's doing. Like, like what you're talking about on the uh, camera is a good one. And then there's a bit... Um, when they're doing jumping jacks and he's covered in mud and the mud falls off of him as he's jumping, it's just <laughs> yeah. an animation note. And I really appreciated it. Like, energy turtle, energy turtle. Um, um, and then there's a background gag of a fat hippie murdering a tree because she gets into a hammock and it just kills this poor sapling. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I'm going to yeah, have to go back and Hank watch is... for that now. Yeah, it's at the very beginning when Hank is talking to a Fred Willard about, like, no, that's freedom of speech, too. And she, like, gets it. Or no, 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 it's the beginning. And it's like, no, they, they just rented out the space or whatever. And 
Um, she gets into this, she ties it to, like, a, a tree and then a sapling and gets into it, and the sapling just, like, bends, like, <laughs> you feel so bad for the tree. Um, also, uh, um, Dale hooking Bill is really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. If I gotta get another <laughs> then, hook out of Bill. But then if I were Bill, I wouldn't hang out with Dale's mean ass anymore either. Like, I'd go play <laughs> with the hippies. Right? The hippies, that they may smell kind of funky, but they're going to sing to you, and half of them are kind of pretty because you're Bill and you're desperate. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I bet they'll kind of smell the same anyway, like, between them and Bill, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably yeah. just n- normal nose funk for him. <laughs> um, yeah. Pros. That's what I got. How about you? Um... Bobby's literal interpretation of being a fish and that it, it gets called back on later when they have to, to try and be the hippie. I love his, I'm wet and I don't even mm-hmm. know it because I, I swear Hank gives us a, an yes. eye roll or yes. something. It's a very Bobby line. Like, okay, perfect. Um, you already hit this real good. This is peak annoying Peggy. And it's a pro for me because I don't know if we're ever going to get more annoying than this episode. Like, more up her own ass than this episode. I don't know. We'll keep an but, eye out. <laughs> like, if we if we dissect it and just talk about the meat and bones, like, every single sequence in this is just her being up her own ass. Yeah. Even though they're, it's a smaller, like, s- smaller story. Um, I You talked about the animation on, you know, like, Energy Turtle dropping off um, his mud clumps and just how pretty of an episode this is. Dude, the invasion of the hippies reveal where they all just start cresting the mountain is fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Oh man, I like it didn't give me chills or anything, but I'm just like, ooh, this is terrifying because now this is like a pseudo horror movie. Um, because these guys are they're showing up and they're not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, but I also Next, you know they're gonna be. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, next thing you know, they're going to be knocking on your tent just saying, we're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Number one, well done. Number two, this is like a good horror movie in that, like, um, um, so, like, um, my, my initial thought to this was, because I didn't remember this episode that well, my initial thought was, how come they just don't leave? Like, why are they staying the course of camping? Who the hell cares? But so then, um, mm-hmm. Dale and Boomhauer leave, um, and then Hank's truck is gone and they can't get out, like... I like that. I appreciate that little bit. Yeah. Like, at least, at least, credit to them, they tried to, like, put stakes and reasoning into it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, hmm. Okay. Um, that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, more here. Uh, Bill's siren song, his reaction to the lady just singing in oh, the yeah. freaking... <laughs> in the river he's just I need to follow that music just walking through everybody's fishing lines like damn it Bill <laughs> this is a pro because you absolutely would do that mm-hmm. you're on your way to transform um, and it's a personal pro for me buddy and I, I'd be surprised if you didn't know I would call it out I counted and in the exodus scene where all the hippies are leaving when they can no longer use the park amenities uh, I counted five separate Volkswagens, two two buses and three Beetles. Good man. Um, it makes me really happy. I even noticed, I mean, and they were the classic like 60s, 70s bus, micro buses, not the newer Vanigans. There was uh, like an old newer like Ford van, 
like panel van that was in there as well, which that's that's more like modern. You know, you see these people tricking up panel vans and shit and getting on Instagram or TikTok and fucking living in them. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that shit. That sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, modern day hippies do that shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how. I just... I... <laughs> It's it's not if it's for you cool, but if if it's not, then you can come and join the rest of us in civilization and not get murdered by your fiance in in the middle of like Utah. Uh, Mark, cons, <laughs> cons. Shy of bitching about this episode because I think I made it abundantly clear I don't care for it. I don't know why I hate it so much because the hippies are annoying. Well, I guess I do. The hippies yeah. are annoying. Uh, it's the infantilization of Bobby. It's that bit when they're driving up in the truck and he reads the sign: "The Parks Department is not responsible for you." And he shrinks down he's scared I'm like what the mm-hmm. what are you he doing? cringes Come on like hank has taken bobby out like he goes hunting with hank he goes fishing with hank he goes uh straight ar- order of the straight <laughs> arrowing with hank what is this yeah i, I don't know it, we're, we're like retrotting ground that's already been tread over and didn't need to be retread almost like we rebooted it and it shouldn't have been rebooted anyway um peggy <laughs> is obnoxious as shit and i kind of already called it out as a pro in its own way because kathy and jimmy does do a really good job but like yeah okay um, the, the hippies are obnoxious. Like, they're just terrible people. They're terrible humans, and I want to punch them all. This For being an episode about hippies, this, this episode made me feel, like, very hostile and negative vibe, and I understand that's the point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe this is a great episode of King of the Hill because of how pissed off it made me. But, like, good lord, man. Because <laughs> it's effective. It definitely did its job. I definitely came out of this with a sour taste in my mouth at 4.30 this morning when I yeah. watched it. And, mm, like... I'd be really curious if any of our listeners like really want to champion this episode to us because I w- I'm not also not a huge fan of what they did. Um, I you guys are gonna find out here in a little bit. Like my rating is pretty reflective of of that, and I want somebody to try and convince me. Like try and and find. Try and, and Johnny and Mark the situation here, where one of us is trying to convince the other one that it's okay. It's really not that bad. Like, there's a handful of things in here that I really enjoy. I love that we see Appleseed. I forgot that this was his debut. And so I was like, okay, I like you. I like that you're a continuing force here. And I love Bill, but, God, it's so hard, so hard to see the rest of this episode and not just get fired up. Yeah. But, like you were saying, it it could just be the result of of good writing because they're writing people you want to hate. The hippies aren't supposed to be the good guys, and I fucking hate them. So whoever wrote it, the Craig Cohen, like good for you, dude. Yeah, Craig. <laughs> um, you want my cons, buddy? Real quick rebuttal. Um, um, there's an American Dad episode where Jeff and or yeah, Jeff and Steve start hanging out, and he takes and he shows them like the wide world of fish, and like, okay, it's a really good episode. Like those are the same type of people as these. But like it's written better. It's and I, I I get it. This is separated by thirty years and whatever. But like, I don't think hippies always need to be the enemy. You know what I mean? No. And I think that one does a good job of making them seem like they're decent people. And then I don't know. Jeff like gets wrapped up in selling uh nitrous balloons or something. I don't I I don't know. But like, <laughs> it, it definitely kicks into mayhem. But like, maybe I don't know. Because I also think that there's some things in here that we should take away as like environmentalism like should be a thing and yeah i don't know i you lose the forest through the trees so to speak anyway give me your cons buddy 
Um, hippies like this are just the fucking worst because we, you and I have known many hippies, many people that would, you would classify as a hippie, you know, they, they want to leave a less impact on the earth and they want to make sure that everybody gets their fair share and they do this and they do that. They're not the same as the hippies that are presented in this episode as people that just want to hang out, get high and not fucking work for anything. Um, you know, like those are the, that's like the worst kind of person that's out there that's literally the freeloading leech that every conservative you know will will tell you every liberal you know is and I, um, yeah and ironically most of those freeloading leeches are in fact the conservatives but yeah right but it, it, it's like holy shit dude these it, it paints them in such a shitty light and like I've, I've known a lot of people that have they've They've done a lot of good things for conservation. Shit, dude. I I just recently married someone who I would consider a hippie. Yeah. Uh, the dude works for the park service. He just spends most of his day, like most of his working day, cross-country skiing, translating for people because he speaks French, and like just helping people around the fucking park. Mm-hmm. He, you know, like he embodies everything about these people without being an annoying piece of shit. He does his work, he gives his two cents, and he lets you go on and do your own thing. It's like, there's so many better ways to present them than this. And this, I think, is, it's almost just like baiting us to get angry. So, yeah. uh, and my, my other glaring con here is I have never, I have never eaten out of a giant communal pot of anything. I know they show up. I know that they still exist. I know they existed in history where you just basically keep adding shit to a pot Mm -hmm. and it's never ending. And, you know, after 20 fucking years or something like the flavor is unparalleled because it's been going and been cooking for 20 fucking years. Dude, there's no way these, these hippies making their gumbo are not giving people fucking like sickness. No, they might not be. (laughs) They're not. I bet it's vegetarian. Well, yeah, but do you think they're washing their fucking vegetables, Mark? No, man, they're organic. <laughs> they're yeah, so you're getting all sorts of shit in there. I, well, you know I, what? I it clearly believe. doesn't work because none of these damn hippies die. So <laughs> <laughs> I just can't probably believe a better that nobody gets violently ill from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's also how I would how I would have the reveal of, uh, Dad, I ate hippie gumbo. Go is it's not Bobby just telling him that because everybody stole his shit. It's, oh, no, now I'm violently ill because I ate hippie gumbo. Okay, so let's follow this thread a little bit. Bobby eats hippie gumbo <laughs> and, like, starts tripping fucking nuts. And then Hank yes. has to find Bobby in the woods. Yes. And meanwhile, that's when uh, Fudgy and Topaz show up and start sharing all of his shit. The truck is gone. He finds Bobby. He's got him wrapped up in a blanket. Bobby's going, I am the lizard queen. Yes. Yeah. I. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and Bill can be the the um, the intermediary between Fudgy and Topaz that offers Hank's shit to them. Because Bill is just happy to be a people pleaser and wants them to be his friends. Bill so Hank's not around. Sure, you can use his yeah. truck. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Yeah, we're we're making a much better episode right here. Hey, Mike Judge, are you Fuck listening? You, Fucking hire us. <laughs> Swear to God, if you hire Craig again, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> did, uh, did, did we go through your cons yet, buddy? I feel like we did, right? Yeah, I, 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 because short of just bitching about it, it's hippies and Peggy. Like, because I don't want to bitch. I yeah. don't want to bitch. I just this is a tough episode. It is. It is. Uh, I don't have any retro rage, man. So I think we're to favor moments. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Johnny, what's your favorite moment? <laughs> the one lady asking Hank for money and then calling him a fascist when he doesn't give her any. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just that single word and the delivery of it. Fascist. <laughs> it's... I don't know. It's not even really a favorite moment, but it's just something that I, I chuckle at when I, I see it because it's like, oh, yeah, no, you're asking the wrong fucking person for a handout, dude. He's not going to give it to you. Uh, yeah. Fascist. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you even have one for this, buddy? I have a feeling it's question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, actually, you'd be wrong, buddy. It's uh, Peggy crossing the police line and going, no, I'm on a roll. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought that was really funny. Okay, okay. I, no, I don't that's, hate that's Peggy a good conclusion. this episode. Like, I understand how shitty she is and that we're supposed to hate her, but, like, yeah. the salad bar was annoying. Yeah, but it's kind of funny. And then, like, the minor bird thing was annoying, but that was really funny. Like, I don't know if you heard how hard you broke me when you yelled that woman's name. Like, but you broke <laughs> me. You got me. Like, that was hilarious. Like, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's Peggy's just really funny, and then also, um, just usually anytime Bill's doing a thing, maybe it's Bill dancing on CCTV, because that was hilarious. Like, Yeah. Uh, God, Bill saves this, doesn't he? Oh my god, so so well, and it's it's also believable Bill. You know, this isn't Bill, spit that out. Yes. Like, thousand percent, Bill would just yes-and himself into the stupidity, and that part is good, and I do appreciate it, and as I'm talking to you, I'm getting really yeah. angry, because I think I need to change my rating, but I'm not sure, but... To that end, mm. do you want to break down our rating system, buddy? I absolutely do here. Uh, so we're going to start at the bottom here. A very low-tier, worst episode of King of the Hill you can get is a charcoal. This is an F rank if you're in a grade school. A charcoal episode is good for absolutely nothing except for maybe one initial viewing. You'll never go back to it again. Just above that, we've got our Megalo rating. This is our D rank. The Megalo is, it's not a good episode. You're not going to seek it out. It might have a fun guest star, but even then, it's not a, not very well utilized, and the story is usually pretty trash, or it's something that's been rehashed about 20 freaking times. Just above that, we've got our Butane. This is our middle-of-the-road C rank episode. You love to hate it. You hate to love it. Uh, a Butane is a bastard gas, and it, it's representative of a bastard of an episode. Usually, a butane episode has got about 50-50. Mm, there's a good story or there's a good guest star. Eh, it is what it is. Butane is, like I said, it's middle of the road. There's a lot of them that are out that way. It's just an episode of TV. Mm -hmm. After that, you get your Char Kings. Char King is a fantastic episode of King of the Hill. This has got great story, great character development, wonderful guest stars, and usually it's got some cool continuity and stuff into it. If Mark and I both agree that an episode's a Char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial, which represents almost the best of the best of King of the Hill. Um, these are some of the best episodes are the ones you're going to actively seek out on a rewatch of the series or, you know, if you're just feeling like you want to watch King of the Hill one day. You go, oh, yeah, that's that's the one. The only thing better than a Char King Imperial is a Blue Flame of Valor. This is our A rank, S rank, if, if, if you will, double S plus rank, uh, fantastic episode of not just King of the Hill, but TV in general. This is the episode like a firefight and we will go that you're going to show everybody that you know that's never seen King of the Hill and say, hey, why do you continue to podcast every day for almost two years on a show that's been that's been done for about 15? And you say, oh, well, because this is why. Um, it, it's the absolute perfect episode of King of the Hill that you can show to somebody without context, and they're going to love it just as much as you do. Maybe not enough to do 160-some episodes of a podcast, but, you know, 
That's what it is. Mark, on a scale of charcoal to blue flame of valor, what do you give fish and wildlife? Um, initially, I gave it to charcoal. I really didn't like it. It pissed me off. Ooh. Um, I okay. will not be rewatching this when it comes up ever again. But in talking to you, it kind of brought me around. So I'm going to give it a megalo. It's not. Okay. It's not a failure of an episode, and it does have its merits. Those merits are just shit, and the foundation is built on a foundation of sand, and it just can't support itself, and, like, you and I wrote a better episode in, like, ten minutes of half-assing it <laughs> than this episode yeah. was. So, like, to that end, it's just that's kind of where I'm at. Like, it's got a lot of problems. Uh, there's zero stakes. Nothing happens. Um, I, yeah, it's just... There's the only the only other thing is is when do you think we'll see Mr. Dotrieff again? Oh, in two weeks, or he's going to be AWOL. That was an all right line, but like, <laughs> yeah, just little snippets, man. And it's just the snippets weren't enough. Like, right? It's like I I'm all down for body hair and shit on women, but like, there's also a limit to it, and this episode <laughs> definitely pushed that limit. Like, you okay. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. How about you, buddy? I, I, I want to piggyback – before I give you my rating, I want to piggyback on your comment about stakes. Okay. And I'm going to throw it all the way back to um, a Jumpin' Jack Crack Bass. It's a gas, gas, gas. Mm-hmm. That's right, guys. I remember the whole fucking episode name. Um, I the, the episode starts with a guy trying to break into Hank's truck, then getting caught, and then going to, to uh, prison, jail, or whatever, being citizens arrested, getting taken to court, and all that shit mm-hmm. for breaking into Hank's truck. And Hank, like, freaks freaks out. This isn't even his new one. This is his Ranger. Mm-hmm. This is not his F-250. It's his Ranger. So he's had it already for ages and ages and years and years and years. When you talk about the stakes in this episode not being where they're supposed to be, for breaking into Hank's truck, this th- he freaked the fuck out and citizens arrested a dude and then went and made sure that he got jail time for it. Yeah. Hank's car gets straight up fucking stolen in this episode, and he just goes... Well, I'm calling your mother. We're going home. I guess I'll come back and get it later. Yeah. But like, it's also, what can you do? Because it is, stakes. like... Fucking stakes. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like, but then what can you do, I guess? Because Fred Willard mentions, well, we'll watch the exits. It's like, it's not going to go anywhere, but... No, but, like, and also, it, that's that's where you talk to Fred Willard and say, cool, I'm calling the cops so they can come and give you backup. You keep an eye on this until the cops show up. Like... To me, this is a moment where Hank needs to have the vein in his forehead almost fucking pop if he doesn't have a, his his administration of BC headache powder because somebody <laughs> has dared to fuck with his truck, his new truck. You know, he should have kicked uh, uh, Fudgy's ass in the first place. I mean, it's like naked in his goddamn sleeping bag. How could, yeah. Why didn't yeah, Hank tie the long hair from his loopy. head to the short hair on Topaz's ass because you know Topaz ain't shorn? <laughs> Like, exactly. It kicked him all the way down the street. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is this is a first for Dangle Podcast, Mark, because I'm also changing my rating, but I'm changing it down one. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I initially rated it a butane. This is now wow. a fucking double mega low. Wow. You gave this a butane? I did because of Appleseed, because of Bill, because we have the fucking Volkswagens in it. Like I was okay. trying to find something good and I went, eh, this is fine. I won't listen to, or I'm not going to pay attention to it, but I won't turn it. I probably won't turn this on coming yeah. from here. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Would you, okay. So you're, Double so you're, you're, you're stoned at two in the morning watching Adult Swim. This one pops up. You're going to watch it or are you going to change to a Adult Swim Central and see what's playing on that channel? I'm probably going to bed. 
Uh, fair enough. This, this is enough to put me to bed. <laughs> to just say, nope, fuck it. Okay, time to go to bed. Okay. I'm probably turning turning Adult Swim off, turning Disney Plus on, and watching the same six Simpsons episodes I fucking love. Like, that's what's fucking happening. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're moving on from this because I don't know if the next one's going to be any better, but fuck, dude, I don't feel like it can be much worse. I think you're right. All right, we're going to move on to episode 162, Cheer Factor, original air date, March 7th, 2004. Uh, this, I believe, is also a new writer for us, Mark, Christy Stratton. Okay. Christy Stratton. Oh, e- That doesn't sound familiar, right? No, and that's kind of... That's saying something because we've only had like a handful of like female writers. Yeah, well, this one, um, this one has uh, some a, a statement to make, I should say, um, in the King of the Hill universe, Mark. <laughs> Why does she show up again? Or uh, no, but she has he, she has created the only spinoff that ties directly into King of the Hill that I I know of. In she is the creator of the TV show Bless the Hearts on Fox. We have seen her before. We have seen her before. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm the sexist. Holy shit. Yeah. We have, have seen, we her seen her before because the last, the last time, um, she wrote an episode. I can't tell you what it was. You called her out as Meet okay. the Hearts, and I was, and you're like, I haven't seen it. I'm like, yeah, you don't really need to. But okay. Yeah. Well, so now I'm Chris, now I'm, I'm it's Christy Stratton. That's her. Yeah. I thought she had a different name. So she has a she's a big big producer. She's also from Texas which makes sense as to why she li- like wanted to be a part of King of the Hill. She did 22 episodes of producing for Modern Family and 44 episodes of producing for King of the Hill. Um, but she's only got 10 writing credits on IMDb here. I'm going to look them up. Look them up. Yeah. Try again. Um she wrote 8 episodes of The Amanda Show, 10 oh, episodes of Show. King of the Hill. Um and let's see what was her first one. No, this is her first one, buddy. No, it's I not. think we we've, we've I, talked it, about her before. We have, but I don't think it was as a, in a writing capacity. I think we just brought up Bless the Hearts as the weird tie-in for um, the Megalomart because it's the only place the Megalomart ever shows back up again. Oh, okay, okay. But this is her first official written episode here. Uh, she'll write all the way through season third. Oh fuck me! She'll write oh. all the way through this the finale, buddy. Really? Okay. She wrote to Sirloin with love. Maybe that's why we talked about her. I know that it, we've talked about her. I thought she had a different name, though. I don't... I guess I gotta go back and listen to our entire catalog so I can find this 30-fucking-second <laughs> clip that's gonna torment me. Come on, that's what AI is for, buddy. Just literally ty- type in Bless the Hearts and make your AI do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, casting characters. A, we taught a AI how to listen to every episode of Dangle Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I kind of want an AI to to do a podcast episode for us. You and I can just kind of do it. too. I'm, yeah, I'm down. We Josh put Josh is making really good friends with the Chat GPT. Like, oh awesome! He, uh, he he ran a bunch. Of, he taught Chat GPT how to make an introduction to two wizards, and it is shockingly accurate. Like, <laughs> I think I really, saw that really it was weird. on your Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put the script up on. I think it was the Instagram. I put the script up or Instagram, for that. And yeah. It, and it, it's just, it's just funny because it's always me going, and I'm always horny for mayhem. Yes. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's not what we're doing here. No, um, no, no. Uh, cast of characters, yeah. Uh, you know what? Give me that. Give me her name one more time. She's going on my list of shit to watch out for. Christy Stratton. S T R A T O N. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know that we talked about her before. I just can't remember when or why. It doesn't matter. Give me give me that cast of characters, buddy. Or no, give yeah, me some yeah, yeah. first. Um, no, so cast of characters, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Bill Dottereve, Boom Howard, Dale and Joseph Gribble, Joe Rita, Connie Supanusimpone, Misty, Carl Moss, Emily, Stuart Dooley, Ramon Alejandro, non-speaking parts from Clark Peters, Eugene Grandy, Rick, and somebody. Holy shit. Okay. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna do my best here to send you this picture because holy hell do I feel like you and I have just like I feel like we've we've missed the boat here. You and I have brought up this concept so many fucking times of hey, Boomhauer has bastards. Yep. Okay, I sent you a message in Discord, buddy. Just oh, take I got a look it. at holy it. Holy shit, yeah. This is in the wiki. He is a named character in the wiki that it makes his appearance here. His name is Kid Hauer. Kid Howard. Okay. It's it's a fan given name, but holy shit, the, the, everybody is guaranteed. They all think that this is Boomhauer's kid. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so no, that's that's got to be. Hey, speaking of which, I had a thought too. Speaking of bastards and so forth, um, you know how we keep making jokes about they're just palette swapping and color swapping, Hank? Yes. What if they're not? What if those are all Cotton's bastards? <laughs> I, I could see it. The one that stands out to me was Mexican Hank and the Incredible Hank, and I sent you that one, and you're like, oh my yes. god, that is straight up. Like, there's that one. But then um, in the beauty school, right after um, Buckley dies, um, Sharona, or no, no, uh, Luann's talking to Sharona Johnson, and she's got her, like, group of clucking bitches behind oh, her. Oh, yes, and there's, and there's the And I sent you the one. one, and it looks just like Hank. Yes. And maybe it's not the lazy with animation. Maybe it's like another reoccurring gag of Cotton has bastards. I, because he ought to like. I you know I I'm gonna pick whatever narrative I think is cooler. And right now it is that Cotton is siring all these different bastards because he he is he likes to conquer man. Season fourteen, episode six, when there's a Cotton reunion. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, okay, so synopsis, Mark. Yes, synopsis. In the spirit of cheerleading, Peggy commits a hate crime. No, she doesn't. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Fuck, buddy. A story characters, Peggy, Bobby, there is no B story this episode. Um, let's start with some notes, man. Uh, you go. Take, take him away. Yeah. Um, Bobby is back to being the Longhorn. That makes me happy. That's a little bit of continuity that I I honestly forgot we were ever going to see him as the Longhorn again. So that made me a little, maybe a little happy in the end here. Um, I love Connie's immediate 180 when she gets to be a cheerleader because I feel like everybody given the opportunity would take that opportunity and immediately go 180. Um, And it, it, to me, it says something about the writing to that Connie immediately 180s to become a cheerleader, won't desert it when Peggy needs her to, but also does the Connie thing of, okay, well, this is clearly not working and it's not what I was taught. So I'm going to just do this at the end. And then she ends up obviously blowing her opportunity as a cheerleader by getting everybody to actually cheer. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a really cool, like full circle moment. And to me, it, it's important that they, it's important that, they keep Connie intact. This is a nice way to reset and not have it have any consequences while still yeah. doing a little bit of character growth for Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And my last last note, because I don't have a lot of notes for this. Do you did you know any cheerleaders going through high school, college, any of that sort of stuff? It might surprise you to know, John, that I was a cheerleader for one year. Oh, that does huh. surprise me. How did I never know that? Uh, it's not a story the Jedi like to tell. Um, <laughs> I was the Peyton Panther for like a season of football in my okay. freshman year. Um, and I was also really good at, I, I never played, I never went to the games cause like it was more, you were the Panther. So like I had to go to the practices and shit. Um, but I was always the catcher when they would go up. Mm, okay. And, um, let me tell you a story about a girl named I will bleep her name out, but you'll hear it. Uh, she was about, oh, I'd say four foot nothing and had uh, double D boobs, and she was the flyer. Ooh. And guess who she always landed on? This fucking cat. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> Literally, you were but, the panther. Yeah, but then um, uh, there was another girl who wanted to be the panther, and I had a huge crush on her. And so I was like, yeah, you can totally be it. It's all right. I don't want to do this. Um, yeah, okay. and that's, that was the story. Uh, and nice. then to that end, I don't like cheerleaders. They're, they're hard to be around. I hate fake pep. I hate fake... I don't know. Just come on. It's fucking high school football. You're, no one cares. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. How about you? Uh. So I did actually. I've got two stories ish when it comes to cheerleaders. Um. So my first introduction to college, I did this like six week program where I got an English credit for free and I got to live on campus and get to make a bunch of friends and shit, uh, called the summer scholars program. And I met this, uh, I I think she was an ex cheerleader before she came to our school. Um, but she's definitely still like was friends with all of the cheerleaders and, and all that sort of stuff coming to college. And she hooked me up with one of her friends. Like it was my first official quote unquote college girlfriend. If, if you will, I went on two dates with her. We smoked a bunch of pot together and I went, yeah, you're kind of cool. And that was it. Like it just kind of fizzled out and it was like, oh, it's what it is. Um, I got to say, she's like the most chill cheerleader I've ever seen. She wasn't like super, oh my God, drop your jaw on the floor hot. Mm-hmm. But she also was not homely by any means. Um, and she was just like, yeah, she was a fun hang. So that was kind of okay. cool. And I was a, I was a terrible fucking student buddy up until I started my master's program. I was a terrible fucking student my whole life. And so (laughs) often, oftentimes, uh, many times in high school, I had to retake classes from the year previous because I didn't have a good enough grade to pass and you needed that grade to, to graduate and uh, yada, yada, yada. So I often, you know, as a junior, I found myself in sophomore classes as a senior, I found myself in junior classes and I just so happened to take the same history class twice with the same set of people from the the grade under me and got to know oh, uh, a, a girl, you can bleep this out too for me. And she lived down the street from me. She had dated a, a friend of mine who has, I want to say maybe a year after they dated, he came out as super, super gay. Um, but she's like, hey, I know you because you're dating so-and-so and oh yeah, you're so-and-so's friend, yada, yada, yada. So we had a lot of uh, just kind of bullshit conversations and stuff. And maybe two weeks before I was supposed to go to college. She like hit me up on my phone, came over one night and I totally just like made out with her hardcore. Like I just, I just come off of a, a breakup. Um, oh, that's my boy. And I was just like, yeah, we're hanging out in the back of my, my mom's backyard. There's a hammock out here and we're just like getting down. So nice. it's, you know, you look back at, at your, 
your experiences and everything else. She was a perfectly, beautifully lovely, lovely person. I spent two years of class with her and like, I genuinely thought of her as a friend. It's weird to say, like, I'm pretty sure if I reached out to her now and said, hey, this is so-and-so, you might remember, like, I bet you remember me from, from high school. I was in these classes with you. After about probably 10 years of not talking to her, I bet you she would still talk to me because like I said, we were yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, but Hit her up, pitch the show, plug the show. I've, I mean. <laughs> I've had a lot of really good experiences with cheerleaders. There's some, yeah, that are super uptight and bitchy, but for my school, which was, I mean, 4A, it's not huge, but it's not small by any means. Most of my cheerleaders, they were approachable. You could talk to them. They weren't going to be stuck up assholes. So that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I don't hate cheerleaders. I just no, don't like no. fake pep. I hate oh, being no. told to do yeah. a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. You know me. <laughs> well, when I feel like cheerleaders get a lot of like really, it's a really shitty rap, but they really shouldn't get a shitty rap. That's It's literally their job to get people excited, to get happy. And they don't want to do that all the time. So when you go up and talk to them and you expect them to be cheery, happy, fun, bubbly, no, fuck you. They're humans. They have other feelings too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I, I feel you, buddy. But anyway, those are my notes. That, not a lot for this. Okay. Right on. I'm just fucking surprised you like didn't talk about... Minutes. No, you're good. I'm surprised you didn't hit um our former president, George... H.W. was a cheerleader. <laughs> Habit Walker. <laughs> no, wait. The other one. Little George. No, I think his dad was, too. I think they were both cheerleaders at Yale. Really? I thought... There is yeah, an, I thought, there's I an thought w- amount of um, fucking presidential cheerleaders. Give me 10 seconds. No, you're good. I thought W went to um, A&M. I, mm, I don't know. Just sick. But maybe that's... <laughs> that's probably just me projecting because he's fucking Texan. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. I, sh- I should have pulled. I should have pulled this up, but I kind of figured that you would take this route. So here we go. Um, this is out of mental floss. Uh, George W. Bush, Jimmy Stewart, Dwight Eisenhower, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Samuel L. Jackson, Steve Martin, Trent Lott, Ronald Reagan, and Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas. Douglas were all male cheerleaders, but uh, George W. Bush was a cheerleader at Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts. In the mm. 1960s, he was the head cheerleader. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, there you go. I guess good Good for you, W. Yeah, I guess. I'm... Yeah. Shit. Shit, stop playing. Why are you playing? Stop it. It's playing an ad. <laughs> oh, stop Jesus. it, fucker. <laughs> God, I hate the internet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so male cheerleaders. I really want to see Samuel L. Jackson be a cheerleader because he was also a Black Panther. Like... okay hey that's something that me and samuel jackson have in common we were both cheerleaders and black panthers in our youth but um tish um anyway (laughs) uh notes uh bobby is the mascot again you already hit that um okay so i got some continuity for us here why would peggy be a cheerleader she played softball and she was really good at it why is that an issue like are we just saying that all women want to be cheerleaders well i guess connie kind of makes that the point but still i don't know yeah um this is a peggy gets a job episode question mark is she just hanging around tom landry like yeah because she's not um she's not subbing anything in particular yeah yeah it's a peggy gets a job episode yeah i don't know it was weird um where the hell are they getting the budget for the costumes i don't need an answer i just want to know like oh my god 
Yeah, because they, they've she, got like is she five of them. them. Yeah, like number one, why would they have the like uh, cougar one? Mm-hmm. But then I, I don't know. I, I I don't think there's an answer to it. I just I, I kind of wonder. Like she puts on a very elaborate show, and I wonder maybe so, because um Joe Rita is so accomplished that they get like a budget. I don't know, but maybe. I so my my plot hole here, Mark, is why would they have the cougar mascot if it's not their own mascot, and they have never done this premise before? You know, I don't see the point in having the opposing team's mascot costume. And not beating the shit out of it. What the fuck else were they going to do with it? Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, why is it at the pep rally? That doesn't make any sense at all. Yes. So it's like, all right, yeah. you guys have, have plot holed yourself in and out of things now. Do you care, though? Like, at the end of no. the day, do you really care? <laughs> no. I, yeah, I don't either. Because I, I thought the exact same thing. is like, wait, why is there the cougar? Nah, fuck it. I don't care. It's funny. Like, yeah. um, And finally, is Moss different? Is his voice actor different? He doesn't sound like Carl Moss. I don't know. There's not enough of him in here for me to for me to have noticed it. He sounded fine to me, but Maybe I'll take your word if he sounded weird to you. There's enough of him where I heard it more. I don't know. Maybe we just don't he know didn't... what Moss sounds like unless he's bitching about holograms. Or saying Emily. Emily. Hate crimes. Emily. <laughs> it's over, Mrs. Hill. Can't call it a zero tolerance policy if you got any tolerance. <laughs> They'll just put the drugs down, Hank. Or they'll just put the tools down, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, con for you, you haven't given me your obligatory fuck Carl Moss. It's getting, I'm getting there. It's in my pro. Okay, I, I, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I, I was getting real nervous, John. Like, usually you say his name in the cast of characters and you go, fuck Carl Moss. It's true. It's true. Well, We're getting there. Give me your damn pros then. Uh, are you done with your notes already? Yeah, I didn't really have a lot. I just kind of okay. sat and watched this episode in a slightly elevated mood. Okay. <laughs> I was not um, well, nearly as mad watching this as I was the uh, last one. And this, that's fair. Uh, okay, so first pro here, Dale booing his own kid. Um, the, hey, get, let's hear some noise. Boo! <laughs> Common name, a, no relation. That's, that's, a, that's a pro for me because it's something Dale would do. He loves Joseph, but he also he, he doesn't love anybody more than himself. That's just mm-hmm. a fucking Dale thing. Um, next pro, Dale hates Moss just as much as I do. It's why he's constantly just like throwing eggs at him and doing all sorts of shit. Dude, I am a kindred spirit with Dale this episode. It just is what it is. Um, a pro to me is the concept of what's their what's their mascot, Mark? It's a tornado. How are you going to kill a tornado? Shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> Hey man, Trump wanted to nuke the hurricane. Yeah, it's it's true. Makes and, sense. and plus, this is Texas. What else are you gonna do? Bring guns to school and shoot things. Oh, <laughs> I'd say too soon, but at this point, it can't be too soon. If it happens every fucking week. Yeah, it's too too soon. Uh, anyway, uh, my last pro here: Bobby going full tilt as every single mascot. This is a good showcase for Bobby in prop comedy. Yes. Um, without like yes. directly saying it, I'm really happy that he gets to explore. Let's see. He does a bear. He does a cougar. He does a, does snake. a snake. Um, oh, there was, a, there's another one. Does the leprechaun. The lep, well, the leprechaun. Yes. No, there was, no, there was one before the snake that I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. What is, what, what are they doing with Bobby? Cause they still, like, they stabbed the cougar. They beat the snake. They beat the snake up with yeah with their like with um, their flutes chinais, 
Um, fuck, dude, I don't Shit, remember. I don't know. I can't remember. Ah, I know, and I just, I just watched it. Eh, it's fine. Anyway, Bobby getting to go full tilt as every single mascot just fucking makes me happy. Uh, yeah. Give me some pros, man. Um, some pros. Uh, there is a little bit more continuity in this. Uh, their cheer- cheerleaders don't have boobies. I, I don't know why I saw that, <laughs> but it made me laugh. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Um. Oh, evil Con- I have. Oh, evil Connie. That's what that says. I like evil Connie. Like, okay, she's hilarious. I like. Number one, I like the switch, like you're saying, to like how quickly she just adopts the cheerleader culture. But then I like when she's like, "We could kill its babies." Yes. <laughs> yeah, tie up, tie up its or tie it up and torture its young. I think is what she says. It's like, yeah, holy yeah, shit, yeah. that's dark. <laughs> and it's like, man, <laughs> you think about like how Min says she was the terror of the peasants, and <laughs> there, but for the grace of God, goes Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really funny, Dooley. Holy shit, this is. <laughs> um, what was it? Die in, with um, these horns on. Yeah, we, um, the McBee episode. I can't think of the name of it, but and I bitched about how bad Dooley was and how he didn't belong in that episode, only to get molested in the closet, and that was the only right. redeeming bit. But this Dooley is hilarious. I'll die with these horns on. Like, good for you, good for you. Also, <laughs> side pro, you didn't give Clark Peters any lines. We didn't need to hear Clark Peters snidey last going. <sighs> Bobby's really killing it now. Uh, like any, whatever. Like that was great. Um, anytime you already hit this one. Anytime Bobby does anything, it's great. Um, yeah. Pro Hank and his little. We worked something up for you. I think that was. Oh, cute. I thought that was super sweet too. Thank you yeah. for calling it out. That was very sweet. Like a lot of good Hank lately. Like growth wise and like. I don't know, and I, maybe I'm still horny from um, Probots and him letting Peggy use the garage, but it's, yeah. it's good. Hank is very supportive lately, and that's really good. And I, I just, it's kind of nice. Like he's not, he's not even mad that Bobby's the mascot. You know, like yeah. it's not, it's not a bit of like, oh, Dale, your boy's the quarterback, mine's just the bull. Oh, like you know, we don't get that. And I'm, I'm really glad we don't have that. Um. So, pro slash con. Yes, the plight of the Irish is a real thing, but con, calm the fuck down. It is a mascot. But also pro. Holy shit, they didn't take the lower hanging <laughs> fruit of, like, beating the fucking Durndal Indians or whatever it could have been. Like, Yeah, they also oh didn't blow up the, they didn't blow up the leprechaun. They just made him drunk. <laughs> I'm sorry, you think Irish leprechaun, that's what it, I don't know. I, I see. I was it, expecting them to. I was honestly expecting Peggy to roll out a car at one point and just blow it up. That's you can't. That's the fucking line. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I, ah, ha, ha, I don't know. Um, but to that end, too, like, okay, let's have a very special moment with Mark and Johnny here. Um, I think in the spirit of a thing, you lose context for a situation, and it gets a little rough. Now, like, it's kind of like. How the Redskin football team is pretty fucking racist. Or what is it? The Cle- Who had the Tomahawk chant? That was the Browns, right? Uh, it's the Braves. Braves, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, like that. Yeah, it's that, the, that, so that. it's the Braves. It's also the uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs still do it. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's fucked up. Like. Yeah. And we get it. because, But you know what? At the same time, though, like, should it be that, like, humans can't be mascots? Because, like, nobody gets mad at the New England Patriots, you know what I mean? Like, Right. 
which would be kind of funny if like they started calling all the Patriots like MAGA heads or something to like degrade them. I don't know, but like right. So I don't know. Um, you, you know, like how many, especially down here, every single school used to be the Indians or some variation therein. Right, because where you're at, like that's that is the indigenous culture of the valley. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, is but, their fucking culture. It's the only other people that have ever lived down there. Yeah, like, but but hell, the music building at Adams is, is in the shape of a tomahawk because of that. Like, yeah, yeah, because they yeah, used to and, be they're they're the Grizzlies now, but they used to be the Indians. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't know. It's just. I don't, I don't know. Maybe people shouldn't be mascots, but at the same time, too, I like the idea of the fighting Irish. Why the fuck not? The Notre Dame fighting Irish. Like, you know what I mean? It just kind of gets yeah. weird. And I, I don't know. I I don't have the answers for it because I'm sure that I'm going to come at sideways because I'm not sensitive enough. But, like, I, at the same time, you and I got into an argument a couple, I don't know, a couple seasons ago about something about the Irish. And I was like, they're... They're still getting shit on all the time. Like, fuck England, man. Like, It's it's true. I think in our country, the issue when it comes to using indigenous representation versus something like the Irish mark is that we took everything from the fucking indigenous. We didn't take anything from the fucking Irish over here. I have no problem with Notre Dame continuing to be the fighting Irish, even though I think it's fucking hilarious that the school is named after a French cathedral and their mascot's a fucking Irishman. Like, Isn't that the point? Isn't yeah, that probably. the joke or something? Probably. Um, but I, there's, there's been a lot of progression in professional sports specifically about moving away from indigenous representation because it's a reminder of how shitty we all were as Americans when we just took their fucking land from them. Um, let's be fair. The, let's be a thousand percent fair here though. It wasn't just us. Like the fucking no, it Mexicans wasn't. were pretty goddamn brutal. It like, wasn't. I'm just but saying like, we're we, the ones that you won, also Mark. lose the forest through the trees, huh? We're the ones that won. The Mexicans didn't fucking win, and the one that yeah, the, they, where they did win, yeah, they did. They a, <laughs> I mean, where they where they did win, they they get shit. Can you imagine if if they you started trying to call people like the the fucking Spaniards in Mexico City, like they'd riot. Dude, what's Mexico City built on top of, dude? The fucking Aztec capital, like yeah. dude. The Mexicans fucking won, and they did it. Well, the Spanish fucking won, and they fucking did it first. Like right. Holy shit, like. Um, yeah, we we're we're terrible too, but like, hey man, Canada's pretty fucked up too. Like, oh god, I'm yes. amazed. The, I'm amazed the Canucks are a thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but like, shit, anyway, I so... would love to. Yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying, like, we're all real bad about it. But like, it's interesting to me how it's like you ain't got the fight in N words. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, maybe they did. Maybe they did back in the 20s or something. But like, I bet someone did. I really do. But, but I don't, it's amazing that we have this hangover from it still. And it's like people are still defending. It's like, dude, fuck off. It's a football team. You're not even yeah. a good team. Shut up. Like the, the, the point I was trying to make here, Mark, is we are getting better. The Cleveland Indians are no longer the Cleveland Indians. They're the Cleveland Guardians. And the yeah. Washington Redskins are no longer the Redskins. They are the Washington Commanders. Like slowly, oh, they, actually, surely, they actually they actually picked a name. I thought they, they were picked still a name. Washington football team. Nope, they're they're the Washington Commanders. And so, like, slowly and steadily, we are retiring some of these older stereotypes and some of these older names and older things. And there's traditions that are never going to go away. The Atlanta Braves will eventually change their fucking name, but the chop is going to stay because that's part of their history. It's part of their heritage. So they got to figure out, dude, name them the fucking uh, Atlanta Lumberjacks. 
There you go. You get to keep your fucking chop and nobody is is the wiser. I don't know if the Chiefs are ever going to change their fucking name. I don't know if they really feel like they should because they're in the middle of Kansas City. That's in the heart of fucking reservation country. And I have no idea how many of their fans are actually indigenous people that don't give a shit. But I just remember thinking, okay, you all had a really big problem with Washington Redskins, but no one has ever, I've never heard anyone bitch and complain about the, the Kansas City Chiefs. And it could be because of the demographic. Well, I think that I think it's more. I think it's more over that like Redskin is uh, Redskin's a fucking slur. Like, okay, okay. It's you. You can't call a person a Redskin. Like that was the fucking like racist term that they you know you know savage blanket ass Redskin. Like that's what it was. Sure. Like, well, and Brave and Chief I, are monikers. They're not. They're not slurs. But Indian is something people don't like to be called. They're, they're Native Americans or Indigenous natives and shit like that. You know. Yeah, and, so and I'm maybe not trying to disagree with you either. I just yeah. I kind of wonder about it. Like the politics of it are real weird. And they kind of get annoying. Like, yeah, especially with the Redskins. Like, holy shit, dude, what is wrong with you? You can't just you fucking can't change fucking it. Do that. Like, yeah, just fuck it. But it's also a name. Who the fuck cares? Like, when's the last time the Redskins were a good t- team to begin with? And also, who the fuck cares? Like, man, we're pe- so pe- this the shit we get horned up for, man. And then it's like. People don't like to change, man. It's a hard lesson to learn. There are people I know that live in Alamosa that have lived there their whole fucking lives and won't call them the Adam State Grizzlies. They are the only the Adam State Indians. They still wear their Indian shit to fucking school or yeah. to like sporting events, to football games, to things like that. And they don't want it to change because that means that they're getting older and that things are continuing to move on without them. Yeah. But, I, I don't know. My, my, um, my old boss was half native he was he's uh mexican and um what is he not a i think he's apache but like he's half and half like all the way and but you know he never he never said anything about it he never got mad at anything you know what i mean like yeah i don't know it's but it's like you're saying too like the demographic maybe changes it a little bit but like i don't know i i just i don't know i don't have an answer for it i guess i don't understand but then like by the same token like no one's coming against the packers like yeah that's you know, true. I don't know. I guess that's history too, but still, like, yeah. I don't know. I I think my problem is how come we can't just all fucking get along? Anyway, um, that was a terrible <laughs> tangent. Um, at the same time, though. <laughs> Are we still in cons? I kind of lost. No, I'm in, I'm in pros. I'm still in my pros. <laughs> Holy um, shit, okay. The con, the, so the con was like, hey, you took it too far. But at the same time, okay. shut the fuck up. No one, no one saying all the goddamn Irish are drunks. I mean, everyone is because they all are. And as an Irishman, I think we can speak we both speak to that one. But like, you know, fuck, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, those are my pros, though. Except for that's a favorite moment, so never mind. Those are my pros. What do you got, buddy? I'm sorry. That was a very long time. No, so if if you're good, I can hop into my cons now. And I feel like you and I just kind of talked about my real big one here for the last 10 minutes. And it's just that this behavior would get canceled now. I cannot even imagine disemboweling a mascot for cheering. Um, No (laughs) one would be able to do it. No, half the fucking country would riot. They would call you the worst names in the world and all, all of it, even though you meant well, you meant to just hype things up. You meant to inspire some fucking rivalry. They would get called out for it. So... That, that makes this episode hard to watch. I have now been programmed for th- probably the last 10 years that this sort of behavior is absolutely unacceptable, even in a, a comedic way. Because if I think it's funny even a little bit, then I'm a fucking terrible human. You know? We're too fucking um, soft. My other like, con. I'm sorry. It's what, it's what we keep bitching about. We're just too goddamn soft anymore. Like, I, yeah. 
I, I don't know. Um, so we got in trouble. Um, we played South Park one year. Um, my senior year, we played South Park in football and absolutely obliterated them. And we got sanctioned by Chassa because everybody had um, in all of our parade floats, we had they uh, lynched a Kenny doll. Okay. And I understand why that's a little bit problematic, but at the same time, it's like, oh, shut up! Like, are it's you also mad? Also, part of the show. Part of the show, and I think I feel more bad for South Park because, like, they're more than the show, and I think they get <laughs> misrepresented because of that. But yeah. Like, no, but shit like that, or like there was um, down here when I was doing my student teaching, there was a teacher that got knocked up by her student and went to prison. So when we played that school in basketball, um, a bunch of the kids came out in prison jumpsuits and got another Ooh. Chassa sh- sanction. And quite frankly, I don't see the goddamn problem, but I guess that's why I am the goddamn problem. But shit like this, like, I don't know. it. But all it takes is just one asshole, too, to go, mm, that's offensive to me. And it's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. It's, it's a leprechaun. Like, yes, do you, do you boil down a people into into one caricature of Lucky the Leprechaun? No, that's probably fucked up. But, like, at the same time, too, why can't we have cheerleading shows where, like, you're literally just beating the shit out of the other mascot? Because that's the point, right, is to, like, yeah. pep up your side and demoralize. So that's that's the point. So how come we can't do that? Well, the answer is you just hit it because you can't because it's not acceptable anymore. Well, fuck, why not? Yeah. Like, I think I am the problem. Between this week and last week with that's what she said, I'm like, how come I can't go nail that dude in the fucking nuts because he's being a jerk? Like, <laughs> Oh, God, how many times have I wanted to do, just do that? Um, <laughs> anyway, I've only got one other con, buddy, and it's it's yes. like, where the fuck is the timeline in this episode? They're at the end of the football season, and then Peggy gets the homecoming show, halftime show? Uh, like, homecoming is at the end dude. of the fucking season? <laughs> yeah, isn't it? No, homecoming is like the third fucking game of the season, if not the first. It's always no, in I, September. I, I know, but isn't there also an end-season homecoming game? No. Not that I've ever really? fucking known of. I don't fucking know. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, you only ever Adams did homecoming does some once. type of shit. I, yeah, I know, well, but, yeah, I but Adams, Adams is does fucking some weird. type of, This is also true. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I literally don't know. But again, dude, we you already blew this plot apart with why was there the fucking cougar there? Like Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyway, those are my two cons, buddy. Give me give me some cons. Um cons, parents at games, just as a general thing. I Ugh. Ugh. Um, and that's it. I don't really have anything else. I don't. I like this episode a lot. I didn't really find a lot wrong with it. Like, which is weird because of how many fucking plot holes there are, and like, I don't know. Okay. Con. I'm not as upset as this episode as I should be for the bad writing and plot holes. Right. I, I don't know. Like, um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Considering we just took the piss out of the last episode we watched for bad writing. Yeah, it almost yeah, feels like we're, we're being picky and choosy here. Well, so, okay, so let's be picky and choosy then. So how do you rewrite this one to make it better? They're at the end of the season. Like, okay. So the cougar is there because Tom Landry is doing uh, an all uh, is doing a musical review of Cats, and that is, like, grandy... That's like Grandy's like conductor uniform because he's got to be a special okay. boy. Okay, so there's the cougar uniform. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know. So, 
Did they say it's the halftime or the homecoming show for halftime? Is that what it is, or is it just the playoffs? Like no, so no, it, they specifically say homecoming show halftime is yours. Huh. That's why I noted it because I was like, "What the fuck, dude? Homecoming is the beginning of the season. It's not the the game before the playoffs." Maybe that's it. Maybe just don't just don't say homecoming. Yeah. Just say hey, um, this just game. Just say last so game of the season. Or yeah. last game of the regular season. Halftime yeah. is yours. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, but, but again, so, like, I don't have a problem with these plot holes because it's just some things you take for granted. And, like, yeah, there's a fucking cougar costume there. Like, oh, whatever. I, I don't. It doesn't matter why it's there. Maybe it's a Simpsons reference because what's the damn mascot of Springfield Elementary? That's right. The, the Wildcats. <laughs> also that. Oh, Who are sorry. they going to beat? The Wildcats. We drove 3,000 miles for this. There you go. That's what it was. That's why it's there. Because it's, they, they stole it from Springfield. They stole because Bobby Hill pulled another uh, Durndal or McManorberry and stole the mascot. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Problem solved. Fucking A. I don't know. No, because I don't have an answer, and you're right, we are being picky and choosy, but I'm sorry, this is a better episode. This is a funnier episode. Like, there's there's still the total lack of stakes and nothing changes, but, like, this is a good Connie episode. This is a fun Peggy episode. I like when Peggy and Connie get to, like, dick around together. Like, yeah. I always like how Peggy's, like, almost a force of menace to Connie's future. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, of course. Are, I'm, these I am things sad. That are great. I'm really sad that we didn't get to see Khan and Min in this because I wanted to see, like, Khan blow the fuck up that Connie is now becoming a cheerleader instead of doing, like, studying and all this other stuff. And for Min to just do a 180 on him and be like, no, this is what she's supposed to do. This is an extracurricular. It's going to look fucking yeah. fantastic. And now she's popular. Leave her alone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe that could have been our B story. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. Oh shit! I realized something here. I didn't What's talk that? about our. Um, I didn't talk about our guest. Uh, uh, our guest star on this episode, Mark. It's all right. We haven't hit our music cues yet either. So who's our guest stars? <laughs> uh, music cues are all you because I didn't pay any attention. But Joe Rita is played by Perry actress Perry Gilpin. All right, and what is a Perry Gilpin? The uh, Perry Gilpin is a Roz from Frasier. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which it's really interesting to me. I do not remember Roz ever sounding this old. And Joe Rita definitely sounds her age. She's British, right? No, you're thinking of... um, No, because Roz is the one that's on the talk show with Frasier, not the other lady. Not the maid. Not the maid lady or the, the, the dad assistant. I've never fucking watched Frasier, dude. My dad used to watch I haven't either. No, I, no, you're good. Um, I, I am. I'm bad. No, there's like, two. There's a there's, lady in there. One's there's British. T- <laughs> yes, the, the non-British one is who I'm okay. talking about. Yeah. I I got you. But. Um, is that are we the def- only get? That's as far as I can tell. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, everybody else is, they're, they're semi-regulars or they're non-speaking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, um. Real quick, music cues. We have um Tricky from that snowboarding game. I don't know. And every SSX Tricky. In, in, yeah, from every single song in the '90s for some reason. Uh, the other like half of Hot Action Cop. Honestly. God um, damn it. 
I do not know the name of the song. I think it's called Molly Malone, but I'm not sure. And it's the it's what they're playing when they're massacring Bobby. The like that. It's that. It's the Irish song. Everybody knows it. But and then finally, push it. Not MC Hammer. It's dun dun Push it real good like that. Okay. I think that's TLC. I don't know. Um, those were what I picked out. There was something else, but I don't know. I. I'm bad. I, I, I tried to do the music cue thing and be good about it, and this one was hard because there was so many, but it's also so, like, backtracked and underplayed because it's happening in the background, so I can't... It's hard to, like, catch them. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not like Hank singing The Gambler, and we can go, oh, it's The Gambler, but... It's The Gambler. Um. Okay, so there is one more guest star in here. I looked it up because I was going through the cast of characters. Uh, Misty, the girl that they shove into the... Cougar costume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is Danica McKellar from The Wonder Years. She's also oh, apparently wow. in a lot of How I Met Your Mother, but I, I didn't watch that show enough, but you did. Who is she? Uh, it doesn't give her a name, but it says 2005 oh. to 2014. Uh, she's in like every Hallmark movie ever, apparently. Crown for Christmas, Christmas at Dollywood, You, Me, and the Christmas Trees, Coming Home for Christmas, Christmas at the Grand Valley, Christmas She Wrote, Love at the Christmas Table, I really wish I was making some of this shit up, but I'm not. Holy hell. But oh, yeah, she's, she's Winnie Cooper in The Wonder interest, Years. Right? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Winnie Cooper, like the female, like little girl female lead. You would immediately okay. recognize her. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Real cute little brunette. That's are, who yeah. plays Misty. Yeah. What? Really? Um, oh, shit. So no, are we to favorite time, moments, buddy? The whole time. Okay, so number one, when the, they're you at gotta the... You got to give me one, because well, I don't I have one. Go um, Bobby. The yeah, I don't have the one. scene with Bobby. And then, and then when she, Peggy gets told, like, that was fucked up, Peggy. And um, Bobby walks in front of her, and it's just like the top of his head. Oh, there goes me liver. That, that was too fucking <laughs> funny. Um, oh. And then... Um, um, when they're at the meeting and the guy gets horned up and starts screaming in Gaelic, that's a really cool little moment. I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it no is, it moments, is what huh? it is. Okay. No, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't really find, not one that I can, I can genuinely say, hey, I like this, but it's problematic for me to like this. Not Bill, or Bill not uh, Dale booing his own son or... Or, or, or I mean, maybe Dale's, that Dale's weird little dance about like they it's because okay. they're doing this. And he's like crotch thrusting, or like Dale sitting there behind Moss at the school board or the Chassa meeting or whatever, and like he's right. got the carton of eggs. No, so okay, no, I, I take it back. There is a favorite moment because you brought Dale back up. It's Moss showing up and saying, "Sorry, I'm late. It took me longer than I thought it would to clean the eggs off my car." And then Dale immediately showing up and saying, "Hey, sorry, I'm late. It took me longer than I thought to egg Moss's car." And then Moss looks at him. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite moment. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> let's get this thing rated, buddy. Oh, let's do it. What are you giving her? I gave it a Megalo. Okay. It's a Megalo for me. It's watchable. I just didn't care for it. Okay. Like, this is this is an episode that I didn't see. Like, I got a couple of chuckles out of it, but I just didn't see the, the appeal. It's a Peggy gets a job episode that I just don't really give a shit about. Um, I've, I don't know. Bobby is the shining star in this. Okay. And fuck, dude, I'm, I think I'm just tired of watching middle school football episodes. 
I really hope that well gets fucking. I really hope it fucking dries out soon. It probably won't. We got the Wizard of Sod one coming up. Yeah. With uh, Christopher Lloyd. Um, Hey, let me ask you, who do you like better in this one, Bobby or Connie? Bobby. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. But but I like Bobby's physicality in this. His showmanship, yeah. His He just goes balls deep with every performance, and you got to love a little kid that'll do that. No shame. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Would you give it a rating? Uh, I don't know. I wanted to rate it a butane, but I also almost want to rate it a megalo because you are really blowing gigantic plot holes in my ship. (laughs) Um, uh, And also, if we give it a megalo, that makes it four megalos cumulative. Double low. It's like an ultra low. I don't know. Shit. I... Yeah, you know what? No, it's gonna be a butane. I I like this episode. I'll probably I'll okay. I'll put this one on. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. I I I know I'm the problem, but I laugh at every single mascot <laughs> scene. You know what? I'm glad to be the problem. I guess because they're funny. I'm gonna fucking laugh at somebody getting. If okay, you can't laugh at this, and you can't laugh at Hans Molman getting hit in the ball with, a, getting hit in the nuts with the football. Like, it's the little things, you know. You can absolutely laugh at Mole Man getting hit in the groin. It's because you're gay for Mole Man. <laughs> Nobody's gay for Mole Man. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a butane. No, it's not. It's a megalotane. Is that what we call them? I think no we've had idea. like three. I don't remember because <laughs> I always get it confused every single time. Um, you could call it a bugalo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a bugalo. That's there we dumb go. As shit. That's also Whoa. my hippie name, bugalo. <laughs> <laughs> Bugalo Jones. I love Bugalo it. Bugalo Jones. Ah, uh, anything else to say about it? I don't think so, man. I think I'm about ready to get out of here. I think so, but I got one question. Go for it. Do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. How about you, buddy? Yeah, I still like King of the Hill. It's all right. Uh, season eight's not doing that great, but if we're following our pattern, so like next week's episode should be at least one of them should be really, really good. So right. I guess I've got that to look forward to. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, you want to tell those good people where they can find us, Johnny? I absolutely do. Good people of internet and podcast land can find us at Dang Old Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can always reach us on our Facebook page, that's the Dang Old Podcast, or you can email us at dangoldpodcast at gmail.com. I personally am on Instagram at Krautball. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. Guys, I don't post a whole lot, but if you ever want to talk to me, just hit me up through a DM or, I don't know, comment on my, like, fucking two-year-old Warhammer painting (laughs) pictures. Fuck, dude, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Mark, where can they find you? (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter or on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of weird topics. Um, this week we read, we went back to the, that wonderful, wonderful, wow. This week we went back to the well of Robert E. Howard and read some Conan the Barbarian stories and I got all horned up for nice. it because I love me some Conan. And, uh, yeah, find us over there. Do that, a whole five-star deal. Do that whole like and subscribe deal, guys. It really helps us out. Um, we're blowing up lately, John. I don't know if you're checking the numbers, but we are doing some I am, work. yeah. We see you guys. We love you guys. Uh, hey, Argentina, I see you. Welcome. I don't know if you saw that. We got there's one dude in Argentina yeah. listening to our back catalog. So hi, what's up, I, buddy? I saw that. 
Uh, same with, uh, there's somebody in India as well. So, hey, welcome. Welcome to the Dang Old Podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. yeah hey, shout out to all of our international listeners. We love you guys. We also very much love our, uh, our American listeners as well. We love all of our listeners, really. That's what it is. Even the ones that don't love us. We love all of them, yeah. Um, but to that end, too, <laughs> international listeners, how? Why? What the hell? Why? How? Like, how did you find this? Like, let us know. I'm really curious, you know? Absolutely. Well, Mark, anyway, I say we get on out of here, bud. Let's let's do it, buddy. I gotta go, I don't know, take a consumption. I can't think of anything good. I'll learn how to end these one day. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you all. <laughs> See you next week.